Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Knobcast, the football podcast with a difference. Today, we're going to be talking about Manchester United beating Arsenal 3-1. Were we right about Arsenal? Spoiler, yes, we were. Aston Villa taking points off Manchester City. Some VAR controversy. What's ground Gasker's gears? We'll be getting the football in 60 seconds as usual. And of course, everyone's favourite quiz on the entire internet. Ball Busters. But I can't do any of this alone. I can't do any of this on my own. Of course, I need to be joined by my Nobcast partner. My partner in crime is Gasky. Hello, Gasky, mate. Hello. How are you doing, sir? Very good, thank you. Very good. How are you? I'm doing excellently well. Excellently well. And if you're watching the video podcast on YouTube, go to our Nobbins FC if you aren't doing so, then you can see that we've got a nice different layout going on with moving bits and the background and the logo and everything. It's very fancy. Gasky, rate it. Rate it. Oh, solid. Solid 10 out of 10. It's lovely. Solid 10 out of 10. The colors move as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's almost as if it was designed by someone who meant to do that spoilers i meant to do that because i designed it anyway (laughs) as i mentioned earlier we're gonna be having a little roundup thoughts analysis of the week's matches and once again it's becoming a recurring theme it's another day it's another manchester united win four on the trot four in a row makes a happy gasky happy manchester united three arsenal one arsenal not only losing their 100 record but also Tasting defeat for the first time this season. There will be no repeat of the Invincible season. Gasky, obviously you're a United fan. You're ecstatic. You're buzzing. How happy are you, first of all? Actually, no. Secondly, how happy are you with the performance? But firstly, are you more happy that Arsenal fans maybe have been brought back down to earth a little bit? Yeah, I think they, they needed a humbling. They needed a humbling. They were getting excited. And I don't think anyone who wants that. And yeah, the, I mean, the United performance wasn't the best. We know that. Arsenal, to be fair, played very well. But again, they've shown that these vulnerabilities there and United exploited that. Yes. And reality check for Arsenal. Have they been playing well this season? Yes, they have. Gabriel Jesus especially has been very good. But realistically, they've played Palace, uh, Fulham, who they struggled against, Aston Villa, Leicester. Teams who you would expect would be mid-table at the highest, more so lower mid-table, lower end of the table um, come the end of the season. So yes, this this was their first proper test and they failed it, to be honest. They did play better across the whole course of the game. But I think you could really sort of tell that, I think it was when the second goal went in, really. it was all. I'm not saying their heads dropped, but you could sort of tell that this was a very young team potentially not the correct mentality to go on and and turn the game around. And United, on the other hand, Gasky, were clinical and they finished them off at every single chance they had. Yeah, they really did. I mean, the first 10 minutes were, yeah, I think United were on top. Um, obviously, that disallowed goal, which obviously was people say it was controversy, but I felt he's put his leg across him. You know, he's because he's, he's made an attempt to get the ball and he's not got it. The referee is given the foul. That's what I can see. Okay, yeah, it probably is soft, but is what it is. But the, I think the first United goal I felt was really good because it, it was every player touched the ball once in that whole passage of play. The ball got all the way to Anthony, all the way back to De Gea, round, and then a goal. And I thought it was really, that shows what Den Haag's bringing is patience, and you will get the chances. Obviously, they had to deal with the constant Arsenal onslaught for a lot of it. But then I felt when they equalised, Arteta just 
I don't know why he did that triple sub and just completely abandoned his original plan and then put all his attackers on the pitch and United just countered them. And that just, I felt like I just lost all their rhythm. Yeah, and I thought that Ericsson was probably... I don't think he got... Oh, no, he did get an assist, didn't he? He didn't get a goal, but I thought he probably was United's man of the match, I think. Yeah. You know, he's sort of... The only, I think it was that first goal in particular where he where he, uh, where he turns and he finds uh, is is it Fernandez he finds yeah um, who's then subsequently fouled by uh, Gabriel referee plays a good advantage by the way I don't think any other Manchester United midfielder first of all is, is sees that pass as a as an option and then mm. secondly is brave enough to take it on um, and I think I, I've been proven wrong because I didn't think Ericsson and Bruno would be able to function in the same team somehow Ericsson's been u- being utilized as a sort of in, in like the double pivot almost, not quite as a as a defensive yeah. midfielder, but, as a, but in that sort of area, and it it does seem to work. You know, there there are some there are still some frailties. You, you touch on it in terms of him being dis- dispossessed dispossessed by Odegaard. Uh, there was also a situation um, against Brentford, I think, where he was a little bit um, uh, liable in that match as well. Not per- he's not perfect, but he's doing it very well, I thought. And another player who had. Well, well, did he have a good game or not? Um, did he have a, he had a dream debut in terms of scoring a goal on his debut, Anthony? But what did he make of his whole performance? Well, he, I mean, he wasn't great. Let's be real. I'm going to be honest. He wasn't great. It wasn't like he was this game changer, but, you know, big money. That type of player, that position, it'll take time. But I think eventually he'll get a lot more of the ball, more space, and he can go and do what he enjoys doing. Because, I mean, it was a great, it was, you know, perfectly weighted pass from Rashford. Good finish. And that's what we need. We've lacked a right-sided left footer to be able to take them shots rather than going down the byline every time. So yeah, we'll um, obviously we'll just look forward to watching him play and see what he's uh, see what he can bring. And also, I think not only what he brings individually, but also I think what could be even more important. I talked about this on the watch along, is that having an Anthony on the right, who is a nominal right-sided forward, means that you can have Sancho permanently on the left, and the data shows that Sancho is more creative on the left and he scores more on the left. Um, that, that that was the case when he was at Dortmund anyway. He was, was much better on the left than the right. So that could actually be uh, better for, that could be much better for United going forwards as yeah. well in terms of the individuality that Anthony receives. Um, Marcus Rashford, is, is this a redemption season for him, Gasky? He didn't have a very good season last season. I think it's fair to say. Um, Trashford, some people are calling him. You know, I must say, myself, myself included. <laughs> but he, but he scored two really well taken goals against Arsenal, uh, utilizing his pace as the central striker. He's, he's been more sort of shunned off to the uh, wing in recent seasons. But do you think that the sort of more counter attacking style that Ten Hag's deployed, certainly against Liverpool and Arsenal, when he scored? when he scored in both those games, do you think that's really just like playing to his strengths and has it unlocked Rashford again? Yeah, the way the way they play and the way you can play off the last man does help him. But my only concern with Rashford is his off-the-ball effort. It's not... It, Ronaldo ran more than him pressing when he came on. And Ronaldo, the pressing he did for the third goal is what created the space for Ericsson to run in. And that's what Rashford needs to do more. He needs to do more of this pressing and not just wandering about because he's not because he's getting isolated. But it shows, though, because, I mean, his goals came from the wing. He was on the wing where he was playing, and they came. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you get, he'll get more goals, but I'm I'm not sure yet whether it is like a redemption season for him. Interesting, interesting. Yes, so Arsenal, first first game they've lost. 
this season. First time they dropped points. And they were. And, you know, the title of this podcast, we were right. We were right about Arsenal. We said they've played easy opposition so far. Don't get too carried away. They're obviously playing very well. But they played lesser teams. They've, this is their first genuine test against another uh, uh, big six uh, side. Um, they played better, but I think it's fair to say they played better over the course of the 90 minutes. Um, maybe they were unfortunate with the decision, but defensively they weren't good enough in terms of the goals when we, we just talked about how it was a lovely pass from Ericsson, but then Gabriel comes out of his position for no reason to take out Fernandez. Doesn't even really work. Takes him out, but the ball still played. And then Saliba's got to close that space. And for some reason, Zinchenko comes across to Rashford as well, which leaves Anthony on his own, who then took... It's a very good finish, but yeah. he's, he's left alone. Zinchenko... Yeah, exactly. He's got plenty of time. Yes, exactly. And that's because mm. Zinchenko, as much as I liked him at City, he is defensively... I mean, he, he's, he's a central midfielder slash attacker midfielder. He's not really a left back. He's Pep turned him into that. So showing his defensive naivety there. And also for the... I think it was for the second goal, Saliba did like an almost 360 spin um, where he, he says, I didn't really know where the ball was. And then I think for the third goal is Ben White. He's a centre-half playing at right back. Doesn't really know where his positioning should be. And he's playing everyone on side against it's a really good ball from United it's, it's very good counter-attacking play but it is avoidable from Arsenal and that is something that they will need to weed out from their game I think if they want to become proper title challengers but they are still a while yeah. away from doing that I mean if if I was an Arsenal fan I would be excited with things to come because they do play very good football they've got a young squad but you can tell like you said naivety there mm -hmm. you know Arteta's a young manager as well Going at just gung ho at the wrong time probably didn't help, but again, yeah, they've got they've got a lot of lot of potential there. I mean, Jesus was arguably the best player on the pitch. I felt in that game, mm -hmm. you know, they lost. He was very very good, but yeah, I think mean, they got a lot of potential there. Yeah, Jesus was. I thought, yeah, Jesus was fantastic. He <laughs> gave Martinez a hard time. Gave Varane. I think I think he was giving Varane flashbacks of that Real Madrid game where he had one of the worst games I've seen from a centre half. And, he, and Maguire came on, I think, 30 seconds later, he drew, oh. he drew a yellow card from him. He, pr he proved in 30 seconds why he's not playing. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so Arsenal, they played well, but they lost. United didn't play, necessarily play that well, but they won. Eric Ten Hag. I think, I think for me, the last thing I want to say on United is I feel like Ten Hag, I'm not saying he's abandoned what he tried to do at the start of the season, but... This United side, for me, is much more reminiscent of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United, where it was more a focus on seceding possession. They had, I can't remember how much of the ball they had, but Arsenal had more of it. And the focus was on pace on the counter-attack. And that, that paid dividends against Liverpool. Yeah. And it's paid dividends against Arsenal. Yeah, I think they need to play how they know for now, while he puts his ideas in. Like being having Now having a player like Ericsson, who can actually pass the ball forward rather than McFred, who are absolutely useless at doing that. They always play sideways. Helps, because that's what they wanted Pogba to do, but Pogba never did that. So being able to you know, play that deep pass really does help. And best thing to do is just keep progressing, keep getting points on the table. Okay, you might not get top four this season. You never know. But I feel like we're going somewhere for the first time in a while. I can see, I can see you know, there's passion there. These players passion. actually want, they feel like they want to play. And that's, that's what I like. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So, yeah, you don't want that uh, guy screaming, there is no passion, there is no vision. It's the opposite of that United right now. Mm, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Aston Villa won Manchester City 
one. City were coming off the back of a 6-0 victory against Forest in midweek. Holland back-to-back hat-tricks, one against Palace, one against Forest. Alvarez played... Obviously, Holland played well against Forrest, getting the hat-trick. I thought Alvarez was actually sensational, played a really weird hybrid role where he was a 10 and an 8 and on the left. Really weird. Alvarez did not feature against Aston Villa. Aston Villa taking points off Manchester City in a game where, I mean, Aston Villa are a poor side. Steven Gerrard is at risk of losing his job, I feel like. So on paper, you look at this and you go, oh, wow, you know, they took points off City. Did they play well? No. <laughs> Frankly, no, Aston Villa... Did not deserve anything from this game. People can call me, like, bitter if they want. Sit, look, were City at in full gear? Like, were they at their absolute best for this game? No, there was some uh, poor, poor decision-making. There was some poor decision-making in the side. But City was so much better. Um, Holland got another goal. That's his 10th of the season, by the way. And Aston Villa had one shot on target, and it went in. The XG for City was like over two. Aston Villa was, in fact, let me just double check. It was 0.34. They had less than 30% of the ball at home. Gundogan should have scored an easy chance. Um, Walker should have just squared it to Holland in like the fourth minute. And um, and, and uh, for the goal, rare, rare um, off game from Rodri in terms of giving the ball away. Stones should have just headed it back to Edison, I feel like. And then Cancelo wasn't in the right position to intercept from Bay. So lots of things amalgamating. But is it fair to say that you'd rather drop points in a game where you have a good performance rather than drop points where you have a bad performance? Yeah, I would say so. I, I think it's just a blip. Every team has them in a season. You'll have a, just a blip. One game where it just doesn't go your way. And you can see that. I think I saw Haaland's goal as well, and that is also what they lacked last season was being able to get a goal just from n- nothing, just get you know that that poaching finish. It's what they lacked, and they've got that now. I mean, Haaland's just a different different breed, isn't he? He's, he's incredible. But yeah, it's just just a blip. I don't have anything to worry about. And like you said, if if they would play poorly, you can kind of think, oh, teams will teams figure something out. But again, I don't think anyone's learned anything from that game really. Yeah, my thought process is better performances pay dividends over the course of a season rather than bad performances. So, yeah. Is it annoying that they dropped two points? Yeah. At least Liverpool dropped two points as well. We'll get into the Merseyside derby later. But, yeah, as I say, it's a bit annoying, but but I can't really be too upset because Aston Villa are probably better than they have been in recent games. City are probably slightly worse than they have been in, in other games. And players just didn't take their chances. Um but and I think City still adapting to Holland as well, even though he scored ten goals. But that cross from De Bruyne was outrageous. The, the leap from Holland, it's just it's just such a, I feel like most players would just go with their head on that goal. But he leapt so high into the air like a salmon. He almost like hovered for a few seconds. It was just like a little uh, tap into the back of the net. It was a re- really nice goal. And I think De Bruyne is now just I think he's two assists or or maybe three behind Steven Gerrard now. I think Kevin is on ninety. Oh. Gerard is on ninety-two, um, which is which is very mm. interesting. And Holland, and with that tenth goal, it does mean that Holland uh, 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 equals the record for most goals after uh, six games. Uh, I think it is. So yeah, wow. Holland's a freak. We, we yes. are. We already all knew that. And and yeah, that's Aston Villa one. Man, City won. As I say, disappointed to drop two points, especially after pumping Forest 6-0, but 
it's um it's gasky said it and summed it up perfectly it's just one of those games sometimes sometimes just happens but let's talk about something that should never happen but seems to happen far too frequently and that is VAR shenanigans. Shenanigans, Gasky. Chelsea 2, West Ham 1. I think you want to have a little rant about VAR. I, I, so I'm going to I'm going to unleash you. You don't have to keep it to this game. Just have a little have a little rant. This 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 decision is just the worst decision they've ever done. It is horrendous. The goalkeeper's come out. The player has jumped over the goalkeeper. What else do you want him to do? I just can't understand it. But then what makes it worse is there's a referee watching replays of that who has decided in his head, I'm not sure whether that should be allowed or not. Then another referee has had to go and watch the replays, the one that was on the pitch, and he's also said, hmm, yeah, that's a, that, I think that's a foul. That's concerning that there's two refs there that have decided that that's a foul. Oh, just... What is wrong with it? I don't get what's wrong with it. It's horrendous. Like, some of the decisions are just... I know some of them are subjective. I get that. But then there's ones like that where... If, if you think that's a foul, you need to get your head checked because that is ridiculous. Well, let, let, let's let's paint the picture. So, j j just in, ca in case someone, some, for whatever reason, doesn't know what we're talking about. Uh, it was Chelsea 2, West Ham 1 at that point in the game. It's like the 90th minute or something, or, or we're, yeah, deep in, we're deep yeah. into extra time, into injury time. It's at Stamford Bridge. West Ham, uh, by the way, did very well in midweek to uh, uh, take something off Spurs as well. That finished one all. So it would it would be a huge, huge situation if they could get a goal at 2-1. Uh, the, the ball comes into Mendy, he goes for it. Bowen also competes for it, which is what you do because the ball's there to be won. Bowen sort of jumps over Mendy and I don't even know how to describe it. It's sort of like his trailing leg sort of half touches his chest. Is is that how you describe it? And that's been given well, as the foul. It was it was a it was a 50-50 ball. It was a bad header back from Reese James to start with. Bowen's seen it as a chance. Mendy's beaten to it, but Bowen's basically jumped and Mendy just slid into his leg. That was that was pretty much all it was. And then but I don't understand what you want him to do. Do you want him just to just not we just go oh, keeper can have it then because it's a foul if I touch him. That's the mad part. Yeah, because I mean, go, I mean, we all know goalkeepers are highly, uh, very overprotected because back in the day they were very underprotected. But that that's just insane because because they then score an equaliser following that sort of uh, scuffle. But uh, as I say, me and Mendy's on the floor pretending he's in pain because he knows probably because he knows like they, his team have messed up there and. For, for me, it's not a foul. I think for you, Gasky, it's certainly not a foul. And no, also... Just horrendous. Yeah, and, and also for like for the, the the pundits I've seen talk about it, they all thought it was a disgusting <laughs> a disgusting decision. And and West Ham probably... Um, ro well, uh, certainly robbed of a point, I think. Yeah, definitely. Just... Yeah, VAR. VAR, enough said. And oh, also, that was something I wanted to just touch on in the City-Villa game. Uh, that there was a, there was another potential VAR controversy decision where Coutinho put the ball in the back of the net. However, this is not a similar situation. The whistle was blown about second, half a second before the ball was kicked, so it's moot what would have happened anyway. I advise people who are complaining about it to go back and watch it. The City players stopped moving because the whistle's been blown. John Stones actively moves out of the way of the shot because the whistle was blown. Why would he put his body on the line? So 
Stones moves out of the way. So it's, it's a moot yeah, point no matter that, what happens. That one, that one was on the linesman more than anything. He's the one that's not... He obviously didn't think there was a shot coming from it, so he put his flag up with him. That was, the, that was his mistake. But then again, you don't know whether the shot was going to get blocked or not because, like you said, Stones moved. Exactly. So. And, and also, you never know what's going to go through a player's mind. So, for example, is there more pressure on, pressure on you in a live game scenario or the whistle's gone, oh, I, I'll, oh I'll just hit this for vibes. So, again, oh, yeah. we're entering alternate realities of... Um, which is why it's, it is silly to, to argue those sorts of situations, but the Chelsea West Ham one's a bit different because it's like the dying embers of the game and it's a fair goal that's been uh, taken away in the last second. So it's a different situation. Uh, but yes, I just wanted to touch on that one just in case people wanted to complain about uh, the Coutinho uh, situation. Um, uh, Nottingham Forest, who lost 6-0 against City, then decided to lose again against a relegation Rival, I do think Forest would be in a relegation fight this season, and they somehow managed to lose at home to what many people consider the weakest side in the division, a side which got pumped 9-0. It's Forest 2, Bournemouth 3. And Forest had a two-goal lead, Gasky. I mean, is this is this just a freak game, or is this about uh, they've signed about approximately 57 players, and it's it's about trying to amalgamate them all, and they're not clicking yet? I mean, how do you explain that um, comeback? Can you explain that comeback? No, not at all. I mean, you, you put it put it on yourself. They've signed a full team at the end of the day. It, you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing. I don't think I've ever seen a team sign so many players and succeed. We've seen past teams that have, I think Fulham have done it plenty of times, at Villa, where they've just gone, spend a fortune, keep us in the Prem, and they get relegated. doesn't work. You just you've got to take time. There's going to be results like this. It's going to take time. But I mean, Bournemouth scoring three—that's more of a odd one because I think Bournemouth's expected goals this season has been, I mean, lowest five miles compared to other other teams. So conceding three against them is really bad. But, and, yeah, yeah, and, and relegation battle. And you know, it's bad when Solanke is scoring against you, a man who I don't know the exact stat, but before this season, it was like. He had like 60-odd goals, sorry, 60-odd seasons. No, I can't speak. 60-odd games in the Premier League for, you know, Liverpool, Bournemouth. And he scored like six goals or something. So for a striker, he was fine in the championship. So the fact that he's scoring against you, uh, you know there's something wrong there. So Forrest, uh, they need to sort themselves out, Gasky. Uh, they need to sort themselves out. Um, they do. They do. I mean, you've gone from that performance there against Spurs to the last two games and he makes you think, where's your Spurs performance gone? Yeah, and, and, and that, 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 that's a really good point. I, I remember watching them against City. I know City are obviously a very good side, but the Forest were just so bad. And I, was, and I watched yeah. I, I watched the whole of that Spurs-Forest game. I was like, oh, Forest are actually, you know, they're, they're, they're putting Spurs under a lot of pressure here. But that, that, that same team did not appear at the Etihad. Uh, it did not appear. And it's good to see Bournemouth get a win as well. It does mean that um, I think Derby, when they got relegated, they only had one win. So Bournemouth have already better Derby in terms of wins because they've, they've got two so, now. Don't forget about Leicester, though. Leicester is still <laughs> not one. Well, Leicester, let's, let's talk about Leicester next since you brought them up. Brighton 5, they're, they're my second team at this point. Brighton 5, Leicester City 2, Graham Potter once again getting another, another victory after suffering a defeat against Fulham uh, uh, midweek. Uh, which I believe was their first defeat of the season. But they came back, Gasky, with a vengeance, although this game was nearly made 
all about another VAR decision. It was nearly ruined. In fact, you could say it was ruined because we had the lovely goal chalked out for no real reason. Yeah, I do. This one's a bit different for me. I do understand why they've disallowed it. I think it's I think it's ridiculous why they've disallowed it. I don't think it should matter, but I understand why. But these are the decisions that I feel just take the joy out of it. A player has scored probably the best goal he will ever score, and it's been taken away from him because someone's tried, someone's a foot offside trying to do an overhead kick. Like it, it, that's it takes that joy, the joy that decision's taken. And I don't even think it was a foot. I think it was like we're talking like millimeters. I think yeah, it was. It was tiny. Taking minutes to zoom in and try and find an angle to rule it out. It's like give up. Like if it takes you longer than thirty seconds, just be like, we can't make a decision. Stick with your on field. That's all they need to do, I think. And I agree. I agree with that. I think that it's not a simple fix for VR. It's not. I don't think there is a perfect fix unless the technology somehow becomes perfect, so it's immediate. But for me, in theory, as far as I'm aware, the laws of VAR is it's to eliminate clear and obvious errors. I don't know what they're using to define clear and obvious. I'm assuming they're saying, well, if it's an objective decision, that's therefore a clear and obvious if you get it wrong no matter what. However, for me, this is where interpretation and maybe common sense can make an appearance. If, if you have to look at something for minutes, it's obviously not clear and obvious. If it's clear and obvious, you should be able to look at it, maybe, as you say, maybe 30 seconds. Can you figure it out in 30 seconds? No? Right, well, it's not clear and obvious. Stick with the on-field decision. Don't get involved. So that, that that's just it for me. Um, but hey, fortunately, McAllister still scored a worldie of a goal um, with, with his free kick. Very good goal. Uh, also, also got a penalty. So not, not an awful day for him, but it was an awful day uh, for Leicester and Brendan Rodgers. They, they got their way back into this game. But Brighton, to, so Brighton to me, Leicester to me sort of, it's, I'm seeing a pattern. I spoke to a Leicester fan about this uh, on the recent transfer deadline day phone-in. There seems to be a pattern of, we saw it with Ranieri and, and Shakespeare, and even, you know, Claude Puel and now Rodgers. Team performs well. Team is very talented. Team almost gets bored. Team needs to be recycled. Team gives up on manager. Team downs tools. New manager comes in. Team improves. And I feel like we are approaching the end of the Rogers cycle. He had his chance to get top four, didn't get it. Maybe something else would have happened then. It didn't. And now I feel like these players, and maybe it's harsh for me to criticize them of quote downing tools, but some of the performances from the likes of Ndidi, who's normally so strong and so and so good and so astute, just just dropping awful performances. And it's, it, it, am I being too harsh there, Gasky, or or do you concur with that? No, I don't think so. Their, their defense is a mess at the moment. They're now the keeper that they've had for so many years has gone. Got another keeper in who I believe I think he's young. I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but you know he's a bit. You could tell he was a bit shaky as well. Mm. So they've got that to go with. Tielemans, who clearly wanted to leave. I don't think you need to. No one's obviously put a bid in for him to try and get him. He obviously don't want to be there, and that's a key position. And Vardy's aging, so he can't play every game. You got you got you you know you got there's a Patson Daka who's a young striker. He's not going to be perfect. Okay, you got Ian Acho and, and Madison who are, you know can have good performances, but they have no consistency. You could tell the only player I could tell after that game was Madison, who was clearly destroyed. It was like I don't know what to do. You know yeah. the rest of them just yeah like you said they just don't seem. But part of me just thinks they're not bothered in a way. They wait for Rogers to get sacked. A new manager will come in. They'll give him a bit of bit of funding in for January and maybe the next summer and then. If they don't get relegated, they'll be back up, I reckon. 
how you said. how many games do you give Rogers? One, two? Oh yeah, I think if the yeah, I think mm, depending on results bits coming up, international bits coming up. I think he's got whatever games before that, and then that'll be it. I think yeah, one one more defeat, one more bad performance. Well, I think they, they play Villa, I think, don't they? Which would be like an Osaka Co. <laughs> it's, uh, so we'll see yeah we'll that, see. that's a that liverpool connection as well and as you say two managers under immense pressure i think the point that gerard got against villa might keep might keep him in a job for it even though i don't think it was deserved might keep him in a job a little bit longer but yeah maybe gerard will sack will do the business and effectively sack his old manager um but, yeah. but that, that is what we'll say yeah i wouldn't be surprised i'd be amazed if both gerard and rogers lasted the whole season let me just say that uh newcastle nil palace Nil, uh, Newcastle losing in heartbreaking circumstances in midweek. There, there, there was a there was a weird VAR decision in this game as well. Was there Gasky? Am I, am I misremembering? I think Newcastle should have had a goal and they didn't. Something like that. Oh, there was. Yeah, they, if I remember rightly, they scored, but got disallowed for a foul. Even though the Palace, I think the Palace player pushed the Newcastle player into Palace's keeper. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I remember I remember and it now. I remember, yes. They gave it a foul. Yeah, and they gave it as a foul. But then again, they've seen the replay. They've watched it again and they've missed that. I'm gobsmacked. Yeah. Gobsmacked. And I just remember Alan Shearer screaming about it. And rightly so, because... Rightly so. Yeah. What, I, if that you... was probably potentially worse than the Chelsea West Ham one. Mm. Potentially. Yeah, and potentially denying them three points. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that game did end nil-nil. Uh, Another nil-nil was the Merseyside derby. I think Liverpool hit the post maybe three times, uh, unless I've made that up. Everton certainly hit the post as well. Don't really know how... I don't really know how this was. I don't really know how either side didn't score because... As I say, Everton hit the post, and the glorious chance for Everton was it was on the counter-attack Lampard obviously set his side up to 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 camp and a counter-attack at pace. That's what happened, and it came to Morpé. He had two options. The first option was probably the better option. He didn't choose it. He had two players he could have just squared it to, and it would have been a tap-in or a much better chance. Or any striker worth their salt in the Premier League takes a shot, and if they take the shot, they score it. He opted to take the shot. Just It's just a tepid shot. Hits it straight at Allison, and that was their big chance to potentially win the game at Liverpool. Uh, Diaz hit the post. Uh, Nunez didn't have... Uh, uh, he, had, he had an all right game. He, I think it's fair to say he, he was all right. He, he's not, not really helped. Uh, by the fact that Liverpool have so many injuries. I believe they played Elliot and Cavalio as well. Not that much balance there. I don't think that's the right midfield to go for. Although I think that's the only one they could go for. Um, but Gasky, why have... Why, 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 why? Why have Everton signed a striker in Morpay from a team, Brighton, who are, who are notoriously known for their strikers not taking their chances and not being clinical. Why have Everton signed that sort of striker, that profile of player, when what they need is a clinical striker? What's that all about? For me, is is it all they could have got? At the end, he's not. He wasn't even playing for Brighton. That's the funny part. He wasn't starting many games for Brighton. He was Brighton have moved on from him, and they've managed to get I think twenty million for him, which is quite impressive, yeah. and. Yeah, it just and Everton sold Richarlison as much as I don't like him. I got a lot of money for him, and then replaced him with Marpe. 
They were obviously they the missing they missed Calvert Lewin for God knows how long because he was he was clinical he was a good striker. But yeah, they just they, they lack that cutting edge. He's just that end product just isn't there. Yeah, and when other teams in the division are, sign, are trying to sign players or have signed players, um, Isaac's gone to Newcastle, Brentford obviously still have Tony, even Chelsea have signed someone, Aubameyang, and Everton desperately needed someone clinical. Calvert-Lewin was injured for so much of last season. He, it, it seems, unfortunately, it seems like it could be a recurring issue. He might not be able to be relied on ever again. And are you gonna, are you going to really hang your hat on Morpé, a player who... I think got eight goals last season and eight goals the season before that. I think his best ever season in the Premier League is 10. That was like three seasons ago. As you say, he's not even a first choice at Brighton where they can't score goals. It just, just seems a really odd decision to sign him, to have signed him. Um, but Liverpool dropped points again. I mean, at the end of the day, no one knows a good result for Everton. Um, they only get pumped in the derbies, I feel like. But uh, Liverpool dropping points yet again. I think got nine points. Is it nine points after uh, six games? Talked about their slow starts. They have had injuries. They will come back into it. Uh, Artur has signed for them on loan with an option to buy. I don't know nearly enough about him to comment. I've been told by Juve fans that they don't like him. There was a whole weird... He was involved in that Artur, Pjanic, Barca, Juve swap. And that was all really weird. That was apparently more to do with off-pitch stuff rather than on. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Liverpool dropping points again. Diaz, uh, I, I mean, I mean, Gasky, you, you may have had a masterstroke with your decision to put Luis Diaz in your predicted team of the season, because again, he just seems to be the go-to player for Liverpool uh, when they're in danger, uh, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. He he's this season he, up to now, he seems to be because I, I don't know what. To be fair, I don't know what's going on with Salah. It's he seems very very quiet for 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 him. Whereas, yeah, Diaz seems to get a lot of the ball and he seems miles better at the moment. And yeah, it all comes through him, seeming like. Yeah, and to be fair to, be fair to Sal, I don't think Sal's being helped, but I think, I think Trent seems to be doing slightly different stuff this season. He seems to be doing more underlapping than overlapping and Salah seems to be asked to maybe hold his width a little bit more and maybe he like, tries to receive the ball from deeper. And if you receive the ball from deeper... It means you're less likely to create something because really you want to be receiving it in those dangerous areas. Uh, certainly something for Liverpool to work on. And that's probably all a, a part of all their injuries. Um, but they got Arto now. Could he be uh, big for them? Who knows? Who knows? But I'll tell you what I do know. Spurs. Spurs won against Fulham. 2-1. I don't really, care, don't really care about the game. No offense. But Harry Kane now... Uh, third top goal scorer. He's 188 Premier League goals, so he's overtaken Andy Cole. He's easily going to beat Shearer's record. Um, uh, yeah, ha Harry Kane. It's Harry Kane, and also he's going to win. The, he is going to win a trophy, Gaskish. I tell you what, trophy he's winning. Um, the World Cup this winter. Do you know what? If you told him he's going to lift the World Cup as England captain. Over, I think he'd say that over the Premier League. Exactly. Well, well, I, <laughs> I've seen the future. I've seen the future, and it's happened. So don't worry about that. That's you might as well put a bet on right now. That's nailed on. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward to downing them pints and enjoying the trophy. Exactly. And uh, Wolves won. Southampton nil. Uh, don't really want to talk about the game because uh, it's Wolves. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about. Have you heard this, Gasky? Actually, do you know who Wolves are trying to sign? Allegedly. Yes, because they're, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name and butcher it, but got injured and they want, yes, I know, they want, he's another one on my list of people I want to punch. <laughs> Diego Costa, who 
I mean, injuries haven't... I think he's 33 years old, so really he should still be going, because Lewandowski, is, is he around 33, 34, yeah. something like that? So he should still be going back. In, I mean, even at Atletico Madrid, he was injury-prone, and and obviously injuries have, have hampered his career. I think he's having a trial at Wolves to see if he's, to see if he's fit enough for something. That, that, that's just a bit weird, isn't it? Like, that's just such a bizarre transfer. Yeah, but I will, the only thing I will say is... Wolves only have Jimenez now mm. as a striker. They have no one else. The others have gone. So that, that it's like an emergency. They just need a striker there just in case. Because if, you know, I know Jimenez is obviously his injury was a one-off thing, but if he gets injured, you've got no striker. Yeah, just, I was just, I mean, I, I do not want to, I just, I don't want to see Diego Costa back in the Premier League, man. He was very good for Chelsea. Are. He was very good for Chelsea. And may, maybe the reason why I hate him so much is partly because, Obviously, he was very good, and it sort of coincided with Chelsea winning the league a few times whilst Costa was there. But also, he was just a—he was just such he's, a rat. No he's a, no, he's a dirty prick. Yeah, I hated him. Oh, I can't stand him. I just makes yeah. it worse that he won stuff as well. Yeah, that's the annoying thing because he was a good player, yeah. and I—I I can handle a player being dirty, but he wasn't just dirty. He was a big, strong terrifying striker and he'd dive and he'd roll around on the floor and i hated that i just hate that i don't mind being a bit of an yeah. arse and you know maybe going in for a challenge a bit too strongly but you shouldn't i i, I just hate diego costa and i don't like wolves because i don't like the way they play to be honest so um adding diego throwing diego costa to that and they might become my anti-brighton in terms of like a team that, yeah well a team that I, I shouldn't i shouldn't care about brighton i shouldn't care about wolves and yet i don't like wolves and i like brighton so Wolves might be becoming that for me. Um, uh, but but that is, that's a, that's a roundup of the week's action, Gasky. Did you, did you want to have any sort of other input oh, on we that? we missed the game. Did we? We missed the game. Oh my. Tony scored a hat-trick for Brentford against Leeds. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that game. <laughs> Tony... should, he play, should he be in the England squad? Tony's, the Tony's really good, isn't he? I forgot about that. Yeah, you are. I mean, one of them was a sumptuous, sorry, Brentford fans. One of them was a sumptuous free kick. Um, in, an in answer to your question, yes, he should. Ahead of Calvert-Lewin, uh, because he's injured anyway. And in fact, what, what, what would the options be? It would obviously be Kane. I assume Tammy Abraham. And who else is there, realistically? You're not going to have Ings or Watkins. I mean, if we're going off, I think I feel with the World Cup being in the winter, you're going to go off form in the yeah. season more, more often than not. So at the moment, Tony just a front runner with Kane. Yeah, I, I just don't see any other options, really. I don't, I don't think he should start. Because Harry Kane exists, but yeah, to take him. He deserves it because he's been playing out of his yep, skin. Definitely. So yeah, and, and Brentford, I love Brentford as well. They're sort of like up there with Brighton for me in terms of me liking them. And that, and that, yeah, so good thing I asked Gasky if he had any other thoughts because <laughs> I, we forgot. I, I forgot a game. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, but there we go. That is the roundup of this week's action. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. Well. The main topic next. <laughs> We're just going to skip over that. The way. main topic. Gonna... <laughs> the main topic next is Archie Gask. I got. I got a question for you. Would you like okay. to? Would you like to hear a fun fact about a wildebeest? I don't want to hear a fun fact about a wildebeest. Yeah, do you? Go on then. Go on then. I don't have one. Sorry. Right. Main topic: transfer window winners and losers. <laughs> There's obviously deadline day last week and some interesting signings happening on deadline day. Um, what happened on deadline? 
I say that, what happens? Uh, Artur signed for Liverpool. We touched on that. Uh, Garner, uh, Manchester, obviously uh, Manchester United player signing for Everton. Very interesting mm -hmm. twist. Did not see that at all. Everton actually having some midfield depth now. Who'd have thought? Um, but let, let's talk, sort of talk about, let's touch on very briefly who we think the winners and the losers were, Gasky. This is actually a, a tier list that I did um, on my stream. Uh, I, I, sorry, I, I feel bad for you with that wildebeest thing. Gasky, would you like an actual fun fact? Um, I promise. Just, no, I promise. No, I have no. one now. I, I <laughs> promise. On I have go one on now. Then. Right. I've got go two. In, I've got two. In fact. All right. So, here's one about a hippo. First of all, did you know? Right. That. <laughs> did you know that hippos, in order to sort of like mark their territory, and spread their scents, they sort of do like a, a helicopter motion with their tail, whilst defecating. <laughs> so that can't be true. <laughs> what, what are you trying no. to? What are you trying to say? I'm, I'm saying that subjectively incorrect. I can reveal that that was objectively <laughs> correct. Oh, yes, no! <laughs> <laughs> that is no. a true fact. Hippos do indeed spin their little tails. Um, uh, they do spin their little tails around uh, to um, mark their scent. That was a fact that was told to me on, on a Twitch. In fact, I did see it on David Attenborough, to be fair. But when we were doing a live stream, someone came in and was just telling me a load of um, animal facts. Um, but there you go, Gasket. What do you make of that? What do you think about hippos pooing and I spreading it? Very weird. Do you want to hear another fun fact from this guy? No, because I don't trust you now. <laughs> but, but I wasn't trying to catch you out. That was a real fact. <sighs> right, go on then. What's your next second fact? Right, so you know honey badgers? Yes. They, they, I don't even know how you describe them, but they're like a little mammal, aren't they? Sort of like a skunk, but more aggressive. Yeah. 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 Right. Their skin is so t so. Um, what's the opposite of tight? Their skin is so um, loose. Yeah, the skin is so loose. Let's say that if you, it's like a defense mechanism, so that their key predator is is a, I, I believe it's a cobra or a, or a black mamba, sorry, uh, which is which is a sort of, is a flavor of snake. And basically, their skin is so loose because it. The idea is that if if a black mamba latches on this is this is the honey badger if you're watching on the audio if you listen to the audio you can't really tell what i'm doing here um if the black mamba grabs it then it needs to yeah. be because because the because it's sort of like you know you know snakes and mongoose or mongooses or whatever the plural is they're like sort yeah. of rivals it's the same thing with the black mamba and, and the honey badgers so uh, the black mamba will grab that and because its skin is so loose it can actually swivel in its own skin does that make sense it's it, what it's it's like its skeleton can turn inside it in its well, own body. No, no, not not but. its skeleton, but it's mu it, it's not just a skeleton. It's also in the muscles as well. Yeah. But ba basically, the the skin is so loose. If it's grabbed, it only it only does it when it's grabbed, and and it turns round and it and it bites. So so it get bites the black mamba, which is obviously at it, and it bites it out of its anus. Is, what isn't that <laughs> why is it all ass isn't that mad though that's weird yeah that's uh, just weird do you like that fact though do you like it have i have i enlightened your life with those facts i mean i'll probably forget it tomorrow but right. thanks anyway. like a reveal that was objectively incorrect <laughs> yeah. oh, can't do two, for god's sake why why would you even think of that that's more concerning uh, to be fair, I didn't think I'd get you. The hippo one wasn't supposed to be one to get you. That was just supposed to lull you into a false sense of security. No, I just... No. <laughs> no. Right, sorry. Okay, anyway, back to the football podcast. Um, so, uh, Nottingham Forest. 
uh, Gasky. Uh, you know, they signed a million players. About, we, we talked about it before. Um, it can go one of two ways, can't it? How do you predict it to go long term? Do you think it, they will? Because there, there's a lot of quality. There's lots of quality players there. It's just about, can you get them all to work? Certainly against City, didn't work. But they brought in even more players on, on deadline day, I think. They even tried to get back Shuai, didn't they? That, he, that, that ended up falling apart. Yeah. But yeah, so how do you see that situation working out? I mean, it's going to take them some time because, you know, all these new players, they've got a gel. It's going to be, it's going to be difficult for them, but I, a part of me does think they'll be okay. They'll eventually get through it and they'll get some results. But, yeah, it's going to take some time for them. They're going to have a lot of these games where they'll get battered or they'll lose against relegation rivals. But I think they'll be okay might be a case of there's too much quality for them to go down sort of like leicester lots of people saying will leicester go down i think there's too much quality for leicester go leicester yeah. to go down maybe it's a similar thing with forest um lots of overpayments have happened in this window it's been a bit crazy isaac is too much money i'm sorry you know he, he looks like a good player but it's too much money it's like twice his market value for farner again it's twice his market value around anthony i think it's around two two maybe even three times his market value um but, but, hey, he scored a goal in his debut, so what do I know? Maybe, maybe he's going to be worth the money. Um, and I, I, just, just, a, just a quick question, Gasky. Do you care if your club overpays for a player? Or is your mindset, well, I mean, they're rich and it's not my money, so I don't really care. That's what I was about to say. It's not my money. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not bothered. As long as... The only thing you don't know is, is them paying 86 million, whatever it is, for Anthony going to affect next year when they go, we gave you that much money for Anthony and you're not having this much. That's the only time when you look at it. But if, let's say, they win a trophy United, for example, and then they go, okay, yeah, we'll back you a bit more, what's the money? The money means nothing then, really, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. If those are the players that are getting United playing better and winning stuff, then they've got the money's worth, haven't they? Yeah, and I'm sure that Bournemouth and Leicester would not care how much they spend as long as they just spent some money. They've definitely lost. Oh, lost. Yeah. Uh, the transfer window. Uh, I think it's fair to say at Bournemouth have signed like uh, a player from Borough and someone else. Leicester have signed. I can't even remember, but it's it's no one of genuine note and certainly not uh, equal in replacements yeah. to players they've lost. You'd, like you'd you'd think you'd think Leicester especially would have some kind of pull to be able to find players. You think after you knowing Schmeichel's going because he went quite early in the window, didn't he? You would think that they could find someone better than. What is it? Wales number one keeper. No offense to Wales, but there's better options out there. It's got to be. Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think so. I, I understand they are in a financial bind at the moment, but it's mm. they still need to be doing better. Uh, but I tell you, who has done better? I think. I think. We do we both agree that Arsenal and City have had the best transfer window? Yeah. Yeah. Based on yeah, I think City's every every season it's the same with them. They know what they need and they get what they need. And it's just one of those where you don't even go, ooh, oh, are you sure about that? It's They've got, you know, need strikers, sold one, bought two, sorted. Need a, you know, what other positions are needed? Left them back, in. defensive midfielder, need yeah. Left back, yeah, need them positions, we'll buy players for them positions then. You know, that's all they need. You know, they know exactly what they've got. They're, they're just in such a good structure that there's not much else to say about them. They're just perfect. And Arsenal... Arsenal, basically Arsenal's, that's what you do when you back a manager. The manager, Arteta has managed to change the whole lineup. The whole team has changed from when he, when he, from last summer to this summer. And they're now playing how he wants to play. And you can see that. You see what happens when you back a manager properly. 
and you let him have full control of the squad. Yeah, I think if Arsenal, I think Arsenal were in for Douglas Louise on the last day as well, who was a, who was technically a City player, never played for City due to work permit reasons. But again, obviously a player Guardiola thought would be good enough to play for City. Again, Arteta going for players who fit that sort of Guardiola City mold, I think is really clever. Getting Jesus Sinchenko was proven right so far. And just to end on City, they even made, I think they made like 60 million quid profit this uh, window, despite spending like 40 mil on Phillips, how it, like 50, 60 on Haaland, uh, getting the new left back, Gomez for like 10, because of the academy that, and, they made, and also big sellings of Sterling, Jesus Zinchenko, but also the academy produced like 50 million or so um, for players who haven't even played a game of football, uh, all with buyback clauses as far as I'm aware as well. So yeah, just good business. Uh, very good business from. I mean, I mean, City. Southampton gave about fifty million, didn't they? Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're sort well, of. Did that? Did that Lavia come from City as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's very good. He's a very good player. Well, fortunately, City have a forty million buyback clause if that ever needs to get activated. So it's yeah. it's it's win win really. It's like you know he either does well and you make a lot of money from him, considering he's never played a prem game. I think he, I think Southampton paid around ten and fifty million for him, or. And he, and he performs poorly, let's say, or counter to that, goes to Southampton, plays really well. We're just buying back then, sorted. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, that is uh, that's that's the transfer window: winners and losers. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. And speaking of various combinations, it's time. Don't know what that link was, but it's time for guess the footballer in sixty seconds. Gasky, I've got a footballer Ooh. here. Are you ready? I am ready to guess. Right. Guess the footballer. 60 seconds. Go. Retired. No. Uh, top five league. Yes. Premier League. Yes. Okay. Top six team. No. Okay. Uh, uh, just newly promoted. No. Okay. Brentford. No. Leicester. No. Are they, are they a London team? No. Okay. Uh, Newcastle. Yes. Okay, uh, keeper. Yes. Yes. Who's that keeper now? Oh my god, my mind's gone blank. Oh, oh, Nick Pope. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you were about to get roasted then. <laughs> I was. My, I feel like, oh yes, keeper. Uh. <laughs> well done. That was very quick. Was. You got that in uh, 25 uh, to 30 seconds, that. I think. Well done. I'll take that. I'll take that. Well done. Right, do you have one for me? Yep, and let's try and avoid the abuse for the delay. Let's uh, speed up a bit. Sensational. <laughs> let's go. Okay, Gasky. Wait, uh, wait, I'm answering it now. Okay, Nobbins. <laughs> Guess the footballer. 60 seconds. Go. Are they alive? Yes. Are they still playing? Yes. Uh, top five league? Yes. Premier League? No. Italian? No. Spanish? No. French? No. German? Yes. Leverkusen? <laughs> no. Dortmund? No. Bayern? Yes. Uh, goalkeeper? No. Defender? Yes. Fullback? No. Centre half? Yes. Is he German? No. Is he European? Yes. Is he Dutch? Yes. Is it De Lutt? Yes. <laughs> Get oh, we're getting the hang of this now. We're getting the hang of this now. <laughs> Look at that. We're speeding through these. We're speeding through <laughs> them. Go. And I, I panicked then because I was like, oh, wait, no, Boateng's gone and that, and that uh, uh, Shula's gone. Uh, like, Who's he even got anymore? I was like, oh, delete they signed him this window, obviously. That's uh, no transfer knowledge there. Yes, exactly. Well, paying attention. Oh, I'm checking your ball 
knowledge. That's my impression of TikTok comments. <laughs> right, you okay. You know Ball Nubbins. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay, Gasky, I've got one more for you. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, let me, let me just double check. I'll get all the facts about this, this player. I don't want to... Uh, uh, get this wrong. Okay, Gasky, guess the footballer. 60 seconds, go. Okay, retired? Yes. Are they alive? Yes. Okay. Uh, did they play in the Premier League? No. Okay, did they play in the top five league? Yes. Okay, did they play in the La Liga? No. Play in Serie A? Yes. Okay, did they play for a Milan club? They did. Okay, is it AC Milan? Yes. Okay, did they play in defence? Yes. Is it Maldini? No. Perezzi? No. Okay, was it a fullback? It was. Uh, ooh, an Italian? No. Oh, Lord. Uh, Brazilian? Yes. I asked Brazilian. I don't even know a Brazilian one. Oh, my God. Um, my, did Maicon play for them? Maicon? No. No. Okay, did they, play in the, did they play in the 90s? They did play in the 90s, but not for AC Milan. Okay. Um... Did they did they play their whole career in Serie A? No. Okay. Did they did they go did they play in the Premier League at all? No. And you're on the final guess, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. And I'm I'm sorry, but you do need to get this. Cafu. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. thank God. <laughs> When you said, oh. "Oh, I don't know any Brazilian football," so I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be another one of those days." <laughs> Honestly, my brain was going through FIFA Ultimate Team icons, to be honest. <laughs> hey, it, like, worked. It, it worked. It worked. It works. It and works. that is the first time we've got all four of them. I, hey, you got my second one, yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah. Oh, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, oh, pressure's no. on now. Pressure's on Nobbins oh, now. No. Here we go. Okay. Can he, oh, can he do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Okay. Um, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we can move on to the next section. No, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> right, here we go. Guess the footballer, 60 seconds, go. Are they alive? Yes. Are they still playing? No. Okay. Did they are they most known for playing in the Premier League? Yes. Most known for a top six side? Yes. Most known for a London side? No. Most known for a North most known for a Manchester side? Yes. Most known for City? No. Most known for United then? Yes. Okay. Um did they play at United in the nineties? No. Oh, they're still playing. What am I talking about? Um, oh, no, they're not. Sorry, they're, they're retired, right? I've forgotten. Yes. Yeah, they're okay. retired, yes. Um, most known in the 80s? No. Most known pre-80s? No. Most known in the noughties? Yes. Tens? Pardon? Tens as well? Yeah, yes. Uh, and, right, okay. Uh, oh, God, I've got no time left. Uh, goalkeeper? No. Defender? No. Midfielder? No. Striker? Yes. Uh, Rooney? Yes. Oh. <laughs> He's clutched it. He's clutched it. He's clutched it. I forgot if I asked whether he was retired or not. <laughs> I, I panicked. That's all four, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got a clean sweep. We got a clean sweep. That is I'll huge. Take that. I'll take that. That is huge. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. What's ground Gasky's okay. gears this week? Well, this is, this is quite an interesting one, I would say. Because what what grinds my gears is taxi drivers this week, and there's a reason for that. But I think people will probably disagree with me here because they'd say it's my fault. I had um I went out with some friends on Saturday night, 
nubbins. Not me. And not me. Went... I should say, by the way, for the viewers, I I wasn't there. No, go on. It wasn't no. It wasn't. It was some other friends, and I had you know a little bit too much of the um, the old alcohol, and um, I got a taxi home. I was very drunk. I decided I wanted to, I'm going to get out of the taxi and have a piss. So I said, "Can you pull in and let me have a piss?" So I got out. Pants around my ankles. I'm in a piss. <laughs> taxi driver drives off. He just leaves me in the middle on the middle of the road. So I'm like, "Oh bugger!" So then I had to pay for that taxi, get a bad Uber review, and I had to get another t- another Uber. Why did he? Well, so, when you left a review, did he leave you any notes? No, he just gave me one star. But you know, you know, one star on Uber reviews is bad. So when you said. Sorry, mate, I really have to go to the toilet here and have a pee. Please, can you pull over? What did he say? I, I mean, it, I, I was more, mate, I need a piss. Can, I, can you pull over? So you just, yeah, you just stopped the car and pulled over. I got out, shut the door. D- don't ask me why I took my belt off and pulled my pants down. <laughs> don't ask me why. I was very drunk at the time, okay? I was very drunk at the time. So, <laughs> um, so was, your, was your arse out then? Well, I'm not going to piss through my boxes, am I? So, so, yes. so, was, no, I, I have, yes, I have took my belt off was your un- completely. Was your underwear around your ankles? That's not the part, that's not the important part of the story. It's, it's important to me. It's important to Was, was your <laughs> right. underwear around your ankles, yes or no? This, I'm asking the questions the viewers want to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, no. We're getting, we're getting inside into Gasky's um, nightlife now. We don't want to go too far into this. Is that how you normally go to the toilet? <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's right. not. How I much... was very drunk. What did you have to drink? Yeah, I, don't, I had a lot of beer, and I don't usually drink a lot of beer. That was probably the problem. How many beers? One. About seven. <laughs> but also mm. I had, I had um, a couple of spirits as well See, and then I just decided I'm starting, I'm, I, I'm starting to doubt this story in, in respect of you know the way you describe it is you politely said to the taxi driver oh excuse me sir please can you pull over so, my, so, my, so I may release my uh, bladder I feel like what actually happened was you were like out of it and you were like Oh mate, I oh I'm gonna I'm gonna piss you taxi if you don't pull over. Ugh. I feel like that's what happens. I, I well I remember getting out and having a piss. Right. I don't remember how mm. I told the taxi driver. But yeah. This is what I mean. People probably disagree with me, but still, he drove up and left. Maybe he could have said, "Mate, I don't want you in my taxi. Try another one." But you're already in the taxi at that point. No, but I, no, yeah, but when I got out, he just went, "Nah, I'm done with this guy." <laughs> maybe maybe you wet yourself a little bit and you got a bit on the seat and he was like mate we need to pull over now that's why he drove off so maybe you wet his taxi right don't don't i i can i barely remember it so let's not put other ideas in my <laughs> but, head that but you do remember but you do remember your underwear being around your ankles that's a salient point yes yes because my my jeans were around my ankles and my boxes would have been as well <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a back to primary Whoa. school. That's great. <laughs> right, so right, well, I'm, I'm not going to regret that story. Right, so I mean, I've decided as part of this feature, I get to decide whether this grinds your gears or not. Um, and for me, this is the first one where I, I'm not agreeing with you. I think I, I still don't have it. Oh, that's fine. But you know, if if we put so, it... so a one star Uber review, you think I deserve that? Well. You know, I mean, taxi drivers, it, it, 
at, at the best of times don't like doing a um you know like going somewhere else you know like a pickup to go somewhere else so the fact that this was an un uh what's the word uh like an un uh unscheduled uh toilet visit uh makes it even worse i think it was on the i didn't make him take a deed so it was on the way Oh, whatever. whatever. <laughs> so let's, let's let's move on. <laughs> so, I, I, so let's move on. Comments. Let me know. Is is Gaskin the right? Is is the taxi driver? Was the taxi driver wrong to drive off, or is he well within his right to say, "Oh, this guy's drunk"? Because he he'd been watching you, and, and bear in mind, he's he's seen your ass is out, yeah. So he's seen your ass. And maybe, maybe like I've got holding my shit up a bit, so I don't get any. Yeah, my shit. exactly. So he's probably thinking, "Oh my god, he's actually mental." <laughs> To be, f and to be fair, if I can expect other people have probably driven past and gone, what is this guy doing? <laughs> yes, I'm saying um, no. Taxi drivers, that taxi driver does not get to go in room 102, I'm afraid, Gasky. That's a shame. It's a real shame. It will never be finally decided who has won the football. It's time for Knobgas now, where my lovely little knoblets who support me on Patreon get to ask Gasky and I some questions. We've picked out three lovely ones today. The first one is Will, who asked this last week, but didn't, didn't quite uh, uh, submit it in time, so we're asking it now. Uh, what's the best part of a Sunday dinner, and why is it the Yorkshire pudding? Uh, literally a loaded question there, Gasky. So two prongs. Ooh. First of all, you know, where do you rate the Yorkshire pudding? And secondly, if you don't rate it highest, where do you rate... What, what is the highest? No, Yorkshire pudding is God's here. Okay. And you've come to a real roast dinner connoisseur here. Because I love a roast dinner. Con I love a roast we dinner. We are speaking to royalty, ladies and gentlemen. We are. Proceed. And I would put roast potatoes <gasps> above it. God. Yeah. That's what I would put above it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of mash as well, mashed potatoes. Okay. I, I, I'm going to start potatoes. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't eat, I don't, well, I can, I can physically eat mash, but I don't, I don't eat mash because I don't like it. Um, I'm, I'm disgusted. Where, where are the pigs in blankets? Oh, they're up there as well. Yeah, but where? Yeah, there. Where? Got it, got it. Yeah, but I'm not asking for a tier, I'm asking for a placement. I would, I would say they are, I would say Yorkshire puddings, roast potatoes, pigs in blankets would be on the same level. No, I'm not letting you have that. But, no, but I You've only got, have pigs and blankets. You well, pigs have and blankets. to rank them for me. Right. Okay. Roast potatoes, one. Yorkshire puddings, two. Pigs and blankets, three. I only have pigs and blankets at Christmas, right, well, so I don't have them every time. But when you when you do have them... Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're still free, though. Fair enough. What sort of roast potatoes are we talking about? We're talking about cooking like goose fat and with bacon or what? Oh yeah, not if you just put them in like an air fryer or the other, they're boring. You got to cook them in, cook them in the in the juices. That's yeah. what we need. Well, based on the your flavor. based on your last story, I don't want any of your juices that you're serving up, sunshine. So we'll be having less of that. Um... Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I think to be fair though, I, I do think you've, you've done, I think that pro they, those probably are my three favorite elements of a of a sunday dinner which i very rarely have uh, it is normally a christmas thing to be honest pigs in blankets are my favorite maybe it's because it reminds me of christmas because i basically only ever have them at christmas but pigs and blankets are my favorite i mean who came up with the pig in a blanket it's it's like we've got this really unhealthy fatty thing let's let's wrap it in another bit of pig it's genius it's up there with einstein it's up there with running water yeah that's what it is it's fantastic 
running water. And also, just to add as well, gravy is a must. If you have a roast dinner without gravy, you are weird. I'm sorry, I don't like gravy. It's just, but it's so dry. But what, what's dry? What's dry? Just the meal. You got a bit of gravy on it. But no, no element of my meal is dry. You still need gravy, though. Bit of gravy. Bit of flavor. I, I've, tr I've tried to like it. I just, I just don't. Uh, yeah, but I, I take those three. I agree with you. I do love Yorkshire puddings because Yorkshire puddings are sort of sweet as well. And whenever, whenever anyone asks me, oh, Nobbins, uh, for that is my uh, birth name, um, how many Yorkshire puddings do you want? And I'll say, how many can I have? It's not a question of number. It's like physic no, physically, how many am I allowed to eat? Because I will eat all of them because it's basically just air. Um, so I think... Well, it depends how you cook them because... I, I I went to my brother's once for a roast dinner and he made them for the first time. But you have to keep the oven shut and keep the heat in. Yeah. You get open them and it, and it came out like a cake. <laughs> so they weren't they weren't just air. My mum mum could make them brilliantly though. My mum's mm. very good at making things. What what's Pepe like at making them? Pepe don't cook. So you're admitting your dad looks like Pepe? No, it's not because I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm not having this discussion. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, for me, well, I just get the Aunt Bessie's one and that's just like bobbing the oven for five yeah. minutes and they taste delicious. Uh, so yeah, I'd have pigs in blankets, okay. then Yorkshire's and then roast potatoes. But they've got to be roast, they've got to be preferably because I, I don't like a bulky potato. I like a, a thinner one um, mm. that's crispy on the outside, but still fluffy in the middle. Preferably that's been like rendered in some sort of like duck fat. Or is it goose fat you use? Yeah. I don't know. It's one of them. And with bacon and rosemary, it would be delicious. Um, yeah, great question, Will. Ask more food questions because I like food. Uh, and Gasky likes and food as well. I like food too. Well, well, you've said it. You are you are a connoisseur, the way you speak about it. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, let's go to a football question, and then we'll end it with a non-football question. Uh, Owen asks, this is mainly for me, but I guess we can sort of... Maybe you can, or maybe you can put yourself into into my my feed, and we can have a chat about it. Owen asks, "Would you rather keep Holland but never win the Champions League?" Uh, sorry, yeah. If you keep Holland, you never win the Champions League. But if you get rid of him, you win the Champions League, but he's never allowed to play for you again. Which one do you pick? Now, for me, again, Gasky, you can either use a United player in substitution, or you can try to look at it from a City fans' perspective. Um, I'm definitely taking the. Uh, first one, because uh, as much as I love Holland, I don't think he's going to be staying here. I'd love it if he stayed for a decade. I actually don't think he will. I think he's the sort of player to stay for more five, six years and then move on. I've always said it. I would much rather win the Premier League than the Champions League. And in before, people are like, oh, you're only saying that because you've never won it before. <laughs> no, I know me more than you know me. And I'd, so I'd rather ha keep Holland and win however many, because I'm assuming we're going to win Premier Leagues in this scenario. And not win it and then have it because it's, it's inevitable city going to win it at some point so that'll be my choice and i love holland as well i i, I love him so he's becoming one of my favorite players uh, gasky what are your thoughts on my choice there I, I would say that's fair like you said he's he's not going to stay around for a long time i did say five six years tops like you said and enjoy it enjoy it while he's there better arguably the up-and-coming best striker in the world potentially ballon d'or potential winner as well you could have in them five years yeah, well, so, yeah. so far, I mean, it's, it's obviously early days, only six games in, but if he had to have the Ballon d'Or right now, I think he's on, I think he's on the top three, you know? I mean, oh, easy, easy, yeah. yeah. So, it's based on just this season. Exactly, yeah, so it's early days, obviously, but if he, if he keeps this up and scores, you know, I don't know, if he wins the European Golden Shoe, for example, which is a potential, 
he could win it this season. You never know. Obviously, it will depend on who wins the Champions League, even though it shouldn't, but that's how it works. Uh, and then Jack asks, uh, who is a Man City fan? Uh, I, I say that because we've got a couple of Jacks. Uh, Jack asks, which one of you would last the longest on a deserted island? Let's think, let's sort of um, cast away vibes. And how long would you last? Oh, how long would I? I, I, I already think in my head that would be horrendous. Oh, no, I, I would be awful. Awful. I, I would probably say, I'd I, I say a couple of days I could cope with. Then I'd start to lose the will to live. Then, sorry to get dark, I'll be contemplating suicide because I couldn't cope with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I can see it going. Yeah. I'd say I'd probably say about, I'd probably say four to five days. And then that's when I'll start to be like, I can't do this. That's fair. I, I think, well, based on that, I guess I would. I, 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 to be fair, I think I would last a little bit longer than that, but I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be very good. I'm not very practical, so you would not see me making like you know using all like you know bear grills survival instincts. I would not have a clue what I'm doing. So um, I'll say I survive longer because you know maybe maybe I'll kill Gasky. Who knows? You know for vibes. And oh, you're not uh, together. Well, it says which one of you would last the longest, so I'm assuming we're together. Oh, I, I don't know. I think if we're on the island together, we'll be fine. Would you? Oh, you yeah. Just, you just have to look away when I'm having a piss because you might see my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll see that and you'll be like, yeah, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm getting my taxi. I'm out of here. I'm not stupid. I've seen, I've seen this trick before. <laughs> right. <laughs> it will never be finally decided who has won the football. Oh, goodness me. In terms of next week's matches, the main one is City versus Spurs, isn't it? It's, the, it's City versus the anti-City team. Spurs beat City twice last season in the Premier League, home and away. I will be going to the match. There will be a match day vlog. And, but Spurs have been playing poorly this season, but it, it's just one of those where Spurs are City's bogey team. They have been historically. And Spurs, that, that could easily be a game City can lose, Gasky. But what do you think the score will be there? Yeah, um, I think City will still win it. I mean, they're both, both still unbeaten, aren't they, as well? Last yes, two unbeaten the, teams. On, the only two unbeaten. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, I think City will still win. Yeah, because uh, I think Spurs, the way that the performances are going, similar with Arsenal, you can kind of see a, the loss coming, in a way. Like You know, Arsenal played well, the Fulham game came along, bit iffy, lost. So I think, I think Spurs, it's potentially... It's, it's on its way, and I think you might, if you're going to lose a game, lose against the best team in the country. It's the so it is. Gasco, I've got some incredible news. But but 1970s glam rock sensation bands, The Sweets, have just entered my room. Have they? It's Bob Buster. Didn't know you were in The Sweets. Well, they, they allowed me to have a little, a little, a little sample. Uh, a, a little sample piece. But yes, as you can hear from the new jingle, it is Ball Busters time. Everyone's, well, I, I, to be fair, I think this is everyone's favorite segment of the podcast. Maybe that's because it's right at the end and they know it's over. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, guys, it's Ball Busters time. If you are new, what you need to do, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, this is your time to come over to the YouTube because you enter this quiz, the greatest quiz in the history of the world by leaving a comment with what you think the answers are to the cryptic clues. The answers are always a footballer past or present. You can win 1000 knob coins, which is a currency we use on my live streams. 
Um, but let's start with the answers that we had last week and announce a winner. You also get a nice little uh, perk in the Discord server as well. Initials. The Again, no one has got all three. So I'm expecting big things for, for next week. Gasky got all these quite quickly. DS, the Judaic star, is a sailor. What is the Judaic star, uh, Gasky? The star of David. It's David. And what's another term for sailor? A seaman. David Seaman. The, Ju the Judaic star is a sailor. David Seaman. What's the S? The next one. There's a crying vegetable. Duck. And Gasky, do you want to talk me through that one? What's another word for yeah, duck? This this one threw me a little bit. So I worked from the back from and to back to the front. Duck. Crouch. So then obviously it's going to be Peter Crouch. And then it's a P. Tear. Mm-hmm, because it's, it's a crying vegetable. It's a P-tier. It's a P-tier crouch, P-tier crouch, Peter crouch. And this it, is the one... Sorry, Gasky, go on. Initially, I thought it was um, potato. <laughs> Peter potato, but... I mean, you know, that, that also works as well, I guess. <laughs> and then the one that no... I'm, I'm amazed. I thought this was one of the easier ones. I thought the Peter crouch one was the harder one. So I, I'm surprised that no one got this one. Shame on you guys. Um, everyone got the surname, well, most people got the surname, but no one got the first name. You know the family that live on Cemetery Lane? Think about their legs and feet. Gasky, which family lives on Cemetery Lane? The Adams family. It is the Adams family, of course it is. Of course it is, lots of people got that. But I'm seeing Tyler Adams, uh, someone even put uh, Taywo, the uh, new, I think he's the new, is he the new forest striker? Uh, yeah, T Tyler Adams, Tyler Adams, Tyler Adams, Terry Adams, Trent Alexander-Arnold... Um, Tyler Adams, Tyler Adams, Tyler Adams. Uh, who, he plays for Leeds, does he? I think. Is yeah. he a new sign? Yeah. Yeah. Think about their legs and feet. What 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 do you have on your feet, Gasky? Toes. What what where what's on your leg? What's part of your leg? Your knee. Toe knee. Think about the legs and feet. Toes, knees, toe knee. Put them together, you get toe knee Adams. Tony Adams, the Premier League legend, Premier League winner, Arsenal legend, half Arsenal former captain. I'm surprised no one got that one. No one got that one. It's um, surprising. However, some people did get two. Uh, so let, let me read out the names of the people who did get two of them. Uh, uh, Jack McLean got David Seaman and Peter Crouch. Ed got... Uh, oh, sorry, no. Ed, Ed put David Silver the first one. Uh, yeah, a couple of people put David Silver as well. Uh... Uh, Village put, got David Seaman and Peter Crouch. Uh, Musty got... No, Musty didn't. Again, Musty said David Silver. So many people said David Silver as well. And then King Josh also got... Sorry, uh, Josh got David Seaman and Peter Crouch. So that's one. Was that three? One, two. I think that's three. So Gasky, give me a number between one and three. We're going to go down the middle, number two. I can reveal that the winner of Ball Busters... Is King Joshua well done? He said David Seaman, Peter Ooh. Crouch, and Taiwo. Uh, I can't don't know what his surname is. I I won Nini. Um, and he also said amazing podcast. Keep it up. So thank you very much for your kind words, King Josh. Knob coins will be coming to you, and I'll sort out your role in the Discord server. Well done, Josh. But again, no one got all three. So this this is the one, guys. I want I want at least one person to get all three. I'm going to be very upset and disappointed. Although to be fair, these are slightly harder. Okay. I say, I'm struggling. In fact, Gasky, yeah, I don't think you know them yet, do you? Um, I'm struggling. 
But these are the three. Again, submit your answers by leaving a comment on the YouTube video. Number one, the initials are LS, LS, and the cryptic clue, if you appear certain, then that means you... If you appear certain, then that means you... That's the first one. Number two, the initials are EP, EP, and the cryptic clue is the small French ruler. The small French ruler. Gasky's still trying to figure that one out, I think. And the final one, the initials are PF, PF, and the cryptic clue. Picasso chopped off all his toes and six of his fingers. Picasso chopped off all his toes and six of his fingers. Those are the ball busters clues for this week. It's Ball Buster. It is indeed Ball Buster. Thank you, the sweet end. No worries, guys. Yep, yeah, I'll, I'll see you guys later. Um, <laughs> it was, that was kind of them to come right. and do that, wasn't it? It was very nice of them. Very nice. Yeah, lovely. Just, just the connections that you can make um, just by being on the Knobcast is absolutely sensational. Uh, but yes, that is uh, the podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. We now know that uh, confirmed uh, Gasky urinates with his uh, underwear down his ankles. That is a fact. That's right. Whatever. That's what we've confirmed. <laughs> uh, we we actually got all four for guest the footballer. That's that's a momentous day. Uh, so yeah. So we finally got hundred percent. You guys, you know, get 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 your fingers out your asses and and start and, and get them on the get them on your phone. Oh, clean them first. Get them on your phone and type out the answers for ball busters. Um, otherwise, make, make me proud, boys. Make me proud. Exactly. And girls, There's girls. And girls. Well. Yeah, we are an inclusive. We are. Yes. We, you know, we, yes. we are not. We are not Andrew Tate. We are inclusive, and uh, and we like everyone, um, no matter we their, do. Uh, we do gender, etc., etc. Um, yeah, and Andrew Tate's a knobhead, but that's another. That's another video for another day, or not? Because I don't want to talk about him because he's a freak. <laughs> right, Gasky. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? I did. I did. Did yeah. you? I, I, I did. I especially like that story. I'd like more of those, please. Um, that'd be lovely. Uh, do you just want me to go out and get hammered every yeah, weekend? Yeah, if, if, you, some if possible, yeah. <laughs> if, your, if your liver can cope with that, I'd be well up for that, please. Yeah. If you could just take one for the team for my entertainment and enjoyment, that'd be great. If you could stop being so bloody selfish and just... Like, okay, I'll, I'll damage my body for the for, for viewing pleasure. Okay. That's what I want to hear. That's the commitment I want from you. Well done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you are listening on Spotify or Apple, or if even if you aren't, but you have access to those platforms, go and give us a five-star review and a rating. As I say, five-star rating, five-star review. On Apple, you can even leave a little written review. So go and do that right now or else empty threat maybe i don't know that's the beauty of an empty threat you don't know if it's empty or not uh but yeah uh from gasky it's bye see you later guys and from me it is goodbye we're back next week and it's obviously the champions league this week so i'm sure we'll be talking about some of the biggest games from the champions league as well as the premier league so stay tuned for that guys have a lovely rest of your evening bye